0: Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com to start winning. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to MileHighHuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos.
1: So welcome in, guys, talking about things changing. Uh, some things stay the same, though. It is Tuesday night. We're running a little late. Uh, traffic was traffic, and uh, we're here now. You're not half an hour late like some people like to be, but we're in. We're going to have a good time. It's uh, building the Broncos Tuesday night, and uh, that means it's time for Carl and I to talk a little Broncos football with you guys. Carl, how you doing, buddy? It's been It's good to see you.
2: I'm good, man. Just uh, cruising along, it seems like, each week, and uh, my family gets to go before the judge and got to find out when they get to come home. This week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that.
1: What's that about? Because that sounds really ominous. Okay.
2: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just for, for our international adoption, we, we don't know exactly when they get to come home yet. And so they're supposed to go before a judge and he's supposed to say, okay, this is when you get to make that decision. So it'll be nice to have the unknown become the known, at least. So we're excited okay. about that. And uh, no, otherwise just uh, got a little bit of rain today. It's cold. It's real it's looking like fall we might have some snow this week
0: Ooh,
1: oh <laughs>
2: yeah yeah it's getting real around here and uh so but otherwise no things are good here what about you man
1: i'm doing pretty well uh things are great um well for the most part you know my, my hawk has really tore my heart out this weekend but it was a great weekend weather wise and uh having a good time and i also got to see a bunch of little cute kids in their trick-or-treat i kept saying do you think this will uh god what was i saying i don't even remember just to tease my wife It'll come back to me, Um, but uh, it, was, it was a good time, and I'm really yeah. starting to get, with the Von Miller trade and everything happening here, it's probably time to start really digging in for the draft class, because, you know, that's, I mean, building the Broncos, that's what we originally started this show for. It's like, uh, Chad, do you think there's any market there for a podcast that, as niche as the Broncos-specific draft needs? He's like, I don't know. It's like, well, I want to do one. He's like, okay, here you go, <laughs> and uh, it built into this whole thing. Honestly, he had the Huddle Up podcast for a bit left, and I took the, you and I took the, I guess the platform, and uh, mm-hmm. here we are today. It's really grown into an amazing thing, and uh, you know what's amazing about it though? What's really grown is this community. James Coke is in the house. Uh, we got Mister Stew Meat too. How's it? How you doing, Mister Stew Meat? Le- Higher Learnings is in the house. Jay Kozad, good to see you, Jay. George Newton in the house. It's awesome to see. Todd Ostendorf is in the house. Uh, Higher learnings. Don Beauchamp, how are we doing? Uh, I wish we could have traded for more, more for more picks. I mean, I feel you too. You know how I feel about all those draft picks. I'm like, Peyton, You know, give them to me. Don is in the house. Good evening. Scott. Don, Don come on now. Uh, Revy G. He, he was saying hi to everybody. Scott's waving in the background, guys. Hey, Scott, how was your day? I know Scott was joining in the chat here. Um, we got a lot of people in the house. It's good to see. Um, we're going to get into Peyton's press conference. Obviously, the Von Miller trade, the big shocking trade that shook the NFL landscape today. Kerry Vincent Jr., um, and we got stars here from uh, Nathan. Thank you so much for the stars, Nathan, talking about the uh, landscape shifting here. Um, I was teasing about the Kerry Vinson Junior trade, but yeah, let's, let's get into it here real quick. Um, obviously, this is building the Broncos. Good to see you guys here. We're here every Tuesday night at six o'clock mountain time. That's when we'll aim for, unless traffic and whatnot uh, gets in the way. But we're going to be here Tuesday night, and you guys can plan for six o'clock mountain time. You guys can follow us at BTB Football Pod and at Mile High Huddle, and also make sure you're following Carl and myself. At Carl Dummler, MHH, and at Nick Kendall, MHH. Make sure you also join us at facebook.com forward slash mile huddle and forward slash mile high huddle pod. Over on YouTube, make sure you're joining us by subscribing, liking, and sharing, and hitting that alert, the bell notification to know when we
0: go live. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tickpick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and
1: ticket site tick pick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price
0: that's right guys when we were searching for tickets for the mhh meet and greet for week three at home broncos versus jets tick pick had us locked down so visit tickpickcom slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save ten dollars on your first order of broncos tickets yeah no, absolutely and lawrence is coming in here with the stars
1: lawrence we appreciate you you're always coming in and supporting us and keeping the lights on. Uh, he says, Hey guys, I'm extremely frustrated with George George's press conference today. And Lawrence, I feel you, but you know how much I guess credence or how much I'm actually taking away from George's press conference today? I wouldn't say zero, but um from what he is saying, George Payton, Coach Speak is not just doesn't just apply to coaches. George Payton has a PhD in Coach yep. Speak. You know, he says a whole lot of nothing out there. He said one thing honestly, that really stuck out to me where he said, uh, we're trying to get to where the Rams are uh, in response to a question where it's like, we're sending bond to a contender versus the Broncos. And he's like, we're trying to get to the, where the Rams are most honest thing George Payton's ever said, honest to God. I mean, he talked about, you know, the reason I came here was partially because of Vic Fangio and all this other stuff. Uh, so Peyton is really intelligent and uh, he knows he's not going to say things to put people down that he currently is employed with, et cetera, et cetera. He's just, he's not going to, put them in that situation. So I'm not really reading too much into Peyton's press conference as far as uh, everything that he's saying and how much weight it has.
2: For sure. I mean, he can't throw his entire coaching staff under the bus and say, you know what? Yeah. They're all going to be fired here in eight weeks, nine weeks, whatever it's going to be. That, that, no GM's going to go up there and say that. Even I if would, he's like, yeah,
1: <laughs> start fixing that resume. I'm not saying anything. Just, you know, maybe look at it, yeah. touch it up a little
0: bit.
2: Right. But uh, but no, you're, you're right. That that was the only thing that he really said that is pretty much honest of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get to that point where we want to be the big time buyers and can make these kind of trades that we feel like we're one player away from being that true Super Bowl contender that we're going to go out there and win it. And, yeah. uh, you know, that the Rams, I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of how they always do their business, because, I mean, trade away all of your draft picks. Some yeah. of your best players were some of your best draft picks. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald. Yeah. You sure you want to trade away that first round pick? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it's a hit and miss on how that kind of goes and works out for a lot of teams. But uh, but yeah, it would be nice to see our team actually be the true buyer that wants to go out there and, and really win games. And uh, But right now, it's just not where the Broncos are.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, pay attention to uh, their actions, not their words, right? It's it's so true for football teams and whatnot. You know, there's re- rebuilding is a dirty word, um, but uh, you know, watch their actions and rather rather than what they say. And also, I love Peyton saying, uh, "Oh yeah, we're not approaching a rebuild." Yeah, good wording there, Peyton. We're smack dab in the middle of a rebuild. Like the yeah. I, semantics, buddy. Come on, let's get into it. Um, and you're talking about the Rams never using a pick. I saw a tweet today that just really made me. It had me howling. Uh, it was uh, the Rams made a pick for Jared Goff at 1.1 1. 1, and they're like, oh, this is what the draft's about. You know what? We're out. We don't we don't, we don't need any of this. We're just going to trade our picks because if we're getting Jared Goff for one number one overall pick probably not worth it. Um yeah. So obviously it's, it's more complicated than that, but pretty darn funny. Um So uh, let's get in here. Travis is coming in with uh, stars as well. The stars are coming in. Make sure you guys are getting those stars in because this month you get to pick the jersey. I mean, heck, uh you probably got to bother chat a little bit about it, but if I was the guy who won the jersey, I'd be like, hey, Give me a Steve Atwater throwback uh, or, uh, you know, you can put any name on the, one of my favorite players growing up. Maybe this wouldn't be the best look now, but uh, Bill Romanowski rocking that. Uh, what was he? Fifty three. Fifty three. Yeah. I mean, I, when I put the video games back in the day, uh, NFL game day or game break, I can't even remember what it was called. I'd always be Bill Romanowski just racking up 20 sacks a game or 20 tackles a game. But uh, yeah, you, if you're a dealer's choice, you can pick a throwback, which would be. Pretty darn awesome, uh, but Travis coming in, hoping for a wild card this year, no doubt. But ready for a big change after the season. Oh, Travis! You know, I, I'll I'll breathe some optimism into you, into you, buddy. This is a good young team. Um, the Broncos have traded. You have more top one hundred picks now in this class. You have a lot of capital, and there is change coming. Now, is it going to be an immediate turnaround in twenty twenty two? Perhaps not. But I do think there is there is light at the end of the tunnel given to where this team is at a little bit of stability with general manager. You're going to have a head coaching change, probably a new owner, all these resources that you can put into this roster. So maybe it's not, you have to, you have to water some seeds, right? You right now, you're kind of planting some seeds. You got the seeds in the draft pick. You got to plant those seeds, water the seeds, but I think good things are on the horizon. Michael coming in too. good evening, Broncos country go Broncos. How about, how about a go Michael? That's, that's who I'm, I want a Michael Ronquillo <laughs> Jersey if I won the raffle. Um. So yeah, thank you very much. So Carl, um, I'll let Scott kind of dabble in the chat here and I'll check it in as well. But I really want to hear what you have to think about the Von Miller trade. And uh, before we get too far down the chat, I want to give Carl a hard time. Hope everyone sees that clock behind him there. Uh, There's still one player on the Broncos that's on that clock on the wall. But at the 12 o'clock position, is that case Keenum with like a three quarters delivery going on there. What the heck's going on?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, somebody in the community built there, built that. It's actually a puzzle. It's not a clock. I should oh, tell you okay. that. It looks like a clock. Uh, okay. Yeah. And they did the whole glue the puzzle together. And next thing I know, it just showed up in my office.
1: Well, that was really like they,
2: nice. They just <laughs> dropped it off. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. Even though it is a lot of players, like you said, that are no longer with the Broncos. And it's probably been more of a curse than a blessing. Yep. And hopefully, that doesn't mean Justin Simmons is next. But uh, but it is kind of a, a neat little little thing back there. And of course, got my calendar uh, that we got back from Christmas back there as well. So I got my little... Little Bronco shrine back there, I guess you could say in my office. But um, but yeah, the, the Von Miller trade, I mean, it it hurts. As a fan, you, it, it just, it can't not hurt. That guy has been everything you could ever ask for and more for a franchise guy. Uh, you know, he's been big in the community. He's been, he's been big and obviously on the field, just one of the best pass rushers of all time. He's been one of the funnest players to ever watch. It just, I mean, making plays when you absolutely need them to that Super Bowl, man, I, I don't think I've ever seen an edge player truly take over a game like I did in that game.
1: Uh, Nick Bosa and, was pretty darn good when they lost in a winning effort. Well, go we'll add the okay. caveat on a winning effort. Bosa had the most <laughs> QB pressures ever in that game, yeah. but uh, continue.
2: So anyway, from a, an emotional standpoint, yes, that one hurts big time to see him go. And, you know, my, my dr- overall dream is obviously they trade him. Right now and then in the offseason he comes back to the broncos yeah. and then they've got this second and third round pick i mean the, the odds of that happening are pretty slim at this point but you never know Vaughn sometimes he he does some things that you just never understand completely uh but from an actual like team building aspect a guy that maybe you're gonna lose in the offseason a guy that uh that is getting up there in age not quite the player that he used to be i mean he's still a great player don't get me wrong i'm not trying yeah. to take anything away from what he's doing this year but you know, had the big injury last year, was already on an injury this year. Uh, you know, you're maybe trying to look, how can we spend his money differently to build this team for the future? Those kind of things. And you're also maybe looking at some quarterback deals going into next year. And you did not have the ammo to make some of those deals happen. Now you do. And and so, I mean, for, for looking to the future, I understand this deal completely. I like what they got in return and very impressed actually with the return. For a guy that's an eight game rental
1: <laughs> yeah
2: you don't usually see this kind of return for a guy that's not a quarterback eight plus they're
1: going to the playoffs but uh, I, I totally okay. hear you um yeah it's it is really bittersweet uh I mean, you and I both you know big Von Miller homers in that regard and it's not just Von Miller what he does on the field I mean he's just a fun bright personality you know sometimes when he's talking about you know like oh yeah Trevor Simeon's the best quarterback ever and the next year it's Case Keenum and then after that you know yada 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 okay Thanks, Vaughn. I appreciate the optimism, but I am going to miss that. Uh, everything he brings to the table, and I'm I'm hoping that he can have success with the Rams. I've gotten a few conversations like, I'll just ask you, are you pulling for the Rams this season, the rest of the season? Obviously not in, uh, if they go against the Broncos in the Super Bowl, you're not, but let's be real. Um, but are you pulling for the Rams the rest of the season? Are you cheering yeah. against them? Oh,
2: I'm cheering for him. I I really like Matthew Stafford. He was mm-hmm. one of my favorite non-Broncos in the NFL. Uh, And I always thought he got the raw end of the deal being there in Detroit. So he deserves to go out there and and win a Super Bowl and prove how good of a quarterback he is. Cause a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't even have him in their top 10 quarterbacks. And I'm just like, have you watched this guy actually play? Like he is, he's making chicken salad out of, you know what? And so now for him to be at the Rams out there winning Von Miller, of course, want to go cheer for him to get a second ring. I I just kind of like that. Plus, I mean, I don't want to see any AFC team win it. I don't want to see the chiefs go in it. I don't want to go see the Raiders win it. I don't want to see the chargers win it. So an NFC team winning it that hasn't won it in a long time. I'm good with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it does hurt the Broncos as far as a bottom line perspective, because if the Rams go on and win the Super Bowl, that'll be the last pick in the second yep. round and the third round. Well, not the third round because there's the compensatory picks, but still, um, that's a, that's something to look out for. We got Claude coming in with stars saying 58 will always be a Bronco. Uh, 58 will will always be a Bronco because he's wearing 40 for the Rams. Uh, I believe that was his, uh, college number down there at, uh, College Station, uh, down for Texas A&M. And also a shout-out to uh, Andrew Baker, who had stars as well. Uh, we really appreciate you, Andrew. Andrew's always coming in and supporting us. Um, I'm glad to hear that your emotions have subsided. But I uh, say he's going to get a Miller uh, Von Miller Rams jersey. Man, I I don't blame you one bit. I got a couple of Colts jerseys because my next-door neighbor married uh, Bob Sanders growing up. So I had an Indianapolis Peyton jersey. And I was still a Bronco fan, but love those yeah. guys. And uh, Bob Sanders jersey as well. They have triplets now. They live in San Diego. They're doing great, um, him and his wife. Uh, but, yeah, thank you so much, Claude. Um, I guess we do need to address the elephants in the room because I'm seeing some things in the comment section. I don't want to uh, get too deep into this because we don't know every detail yet. Um, Henry Ruggs, there was a bad accident last night with a DUI where he's involved in. There have been fatalities. I believe he has checked in to some sort of holding facility or law enforcement facility for a DUI plus. I don't, so that's about as much as I know. Um, I'm not going to dunk on rugs or the Raiders because it's just, it's tragic all around yeah. and it sucks. And, uh, that's all I'm educated on enough to say about it. It's just a, it's a major bummer. So, yeah.
2: yeah. And you know, It was just a, uh, just yeah. a reminder, you know, one, one bad decision. Yeah. Just, just remember one bad decision can lead to a lot of really horrible decisions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know these kids are young, but yet they still got to know this is not okay. No. And especially with the NFL, where they offer you free rides, twenty four seven out, twenty four seven, you can get yourself a ride anywhere.
1: Man.
2: And it, it's it is it's tragic for that family that now has to mourn the loss of their loved one, and and you know even for Rugs too, his it's, life it's his life's over too, and uh, it just the whole thing is just all bad all around and so my heart goes out to, to that whole situation and yeah.
1: bigger than football yep bigger than football um sucks but uh back to the broncos you can saw the chat talking about it and that's that's pretty much all i have to say about that for now until yep. more info comes out um but uh we have joseph jensen coming in here maybe any relation to chad jensen the big boss man you gotta let us know joe um when will Ojamudia come back uh haven't heard anything about him for a while uh Carl, have you heard anything on Michael Ojemudia, the Broncos 2020 third round pick? One of their two or three third round picks that season. Three. Yes. One of three.
2: Well, it sounds like he's supposed to be back here real soon, either this week or the next week kind of thing. You know, they're they're kind of getting their secondary healthy, which is part of why they were kind of floating some names out there. I know Fuller was one that was on the on the trade block. And unfortunately they didn't really get an offer. I know a lot of people are like, why wouldn't you just trade them even just for a seventh round pick? Well, it kind of like teams were almost wanting to do that. We'll take them off your hands, but you almost have to pay us to take them off your hand. Kind of that's thing. That's so funny. Scott was and, saying the exact same thing before this. Yeah. Like
1: literally just word for word almost. So, <laughs>
2: well, there we go. See, Scott, you and I, we got it, but you know, that, that's sometimes how this works and it's just not worth it at that point. Yeah. Uh, where you're almost actually having to pay for somebody, not even to be on your, your roster and, and getting nothing in return and it's just better to keep him and just let him play out his contract and then move on from him in the offseason hope that maybe he plays better over these next eight weeks and some team wants to sign him to a decent contract and you get a comp pick it, you know you just got to weigh all these different options but it doesn't mean I think part of the reason that they were floating him was because they know Ojemudia is back here pretty soon uh, so I, I can't wait to see him on the field here pretty soon I I, I liked some of what he showed last year, he showed some promise and I still think he has a real opportunity to become a decent cornerback in the NFL.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I, he's going to have to show and he has an audition now the rest of the season uh, that he is going to be good enough to be a top three to four rotational cornerback for a team should be in the four top three. You know, you're playing three cornerbacks most of the time. I think he's going to have a chance to get some reps there and we're going to be able to make a decision this off season how important cornerback is going to be for this roster again. Uh, but, Hopefully he will be good, and it's exciting to get him back. Uh, People are asking, you know, Fuller, why didn't you trade him? I definitely would have been okay eating money and getting a seventh-round pick for him. Maybe the Broncos ate all the money they were willing to do uh, with the Von Miller one, and the second and the third is better than eating money and only getting a seventh. I don't know, Um, but, uh, man, talk about a disappointing signing. Everybody thinks, oh, man, the Broncos not getting quarterback. I get it, but Kyle Fuller, man, what an absolute disappointment he is. So much hype. You know, I remember this offseason. like, oh, which player on this team is maybe a little bit overrated right now. It might not live up to the hype. I'm like, Kyle Fuller, you know, he didn't look great last year. Big contract. Everybody's talking about him. It's like, gosh, is it going to be better than Sertan or Darby? I don't know. Um, But unfortunately, here we are. Not unfortunately. Naj is joining us. $20. Naj loves to drop that 19.99. And Naj, we love you for it. Um Hey, brothers, I have this feeling Broncos will play their best game of the season this week at Dallas. I'm hoping is there a way to get Fuller back on the field with PS2 and Darby now that Callahan is out? Uh, Carl, what do you think? Is Fuller going to see the field with, uh, I think, bassy Not only is Ojemudia back, but it's saying Bassey is supposed to be back as well.
2: Yeah, I think there's a really good chance that Fuller will, will see the field. I think you'd see Darby move into the slot. Okay, I, He played a lot for Washington at that position last year and did well at different times. And, you know, that was part of the idea was to be able to rotate guys into some different spots throughout the year if everybody was healthy and fortunately, obviously Callahan now going on short-term IR kind of hurts a little bit of that, but, uh, but no, I think, I, I the I think the year for Callahan
1: too. I mean, it, uh, it really yeah, could true. be, it's yeah. just, we won't know until we know, but it's significant, not season ending significant says Cliss, but it could be. Yeah. yeah continue. Um, but uh, yeah, I know fuller. Do you think you, you think we will see fuller out there again this season?
2: I, I think so. I, okay. I think there's, I think they'll ease some of these other young guys into it a little bit and maybe as the season goes, then Fuller kind of gets pushed to the background more and more. But I mean, he's still, he's still a high paid player on your roster. It's hard to just sit there and say, no, what, Nope. You got to ride the bench the rest of the year. I'm sorry. We don't like you anymore. Uh, players have to have short term memories and, and teams do too of, Hey, yeah, we tried to trade you, but now you got to go out there and perform for us.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, Personally, I think that you're going to see more Bassi, and I think you're going to see more Ojemudia. Um, and somebody who also I thought was solid this week was Nate Harrison Jr. I mean, mm-hmm. they've had yeah, a chance to heat praise on him. Um, You have Darby for two more years after this. I mean, maybe one more year after this, but two more years on con- the contract. Mm-hmm. And I think the plan would be to keep him on the boundary. So unless you have somebody who's playing so good on the boundary that it kicks Darby inside, I think I'm probably keeping Fuller on the bench and letting those younger guys get experience and just let them sort themselves because they're going to be playing for a chance this upcoming season as well. Personally, that's just me. Uh, Brian Greenfield coming in $5, uh, nothing else. really needs to be said here besides hashtag 58. Uh, that number will be retired one day for the Broncos. It should be, uh, some point yeah. they're gonna to have to start inventing new numbers. Maybe if it, everybody's retired, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, Cody W coming in also have $5. Thank you so much, Cody. He says, sad to see Vaughn go, but on a side note, if you really want to be happy, go watch Kenny Young's highlight reel. Carl, have you watched any Kenny Young highlight reels? I
2: haven't watched his highlight reel. I've, I've watched what he did in the game. And uh, he, he was up and down. You know, the the new guys that they brought in actually were impact players for him in this mm-hmm. past game. I mean, that, that's nice to see after. Yeah. Hey, we brought you in this week and all of a sudden, now you're some of our biggest impact players on defense. Uh, Weatherly was... A huge, pleasant surprise. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and so, yeah, it, it's at least at least they're players that fit the system and can make an impact. And, you know, I heard somebody describe it earlier this week that uh, the, the best way to go tell those guys is, hey, you guys are auditioning for your future.
0: Mm-hmm. Vaughn's
2: gone. This is your opportunity as young guys to prove to us that that we don't need somebody else at another position or at your position, that we don't have to go to the draft and fill this. But you guys can be enough for this future. And one game in, looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, Totally. We got Travis Tarbucks coming in here. Travis is probably in a world of pain, too. Von Miller gone. uh, Hawkeye fan after the anemic showing in Madison this weekend. So I feel you, Travis. We're commiserating here. Uh, How long is Bowles out for? Garrett Bowles suffered an ankle injury with Bryce Callahan suffering a knee injury in these last game. Both guys injured. I don't think Bowles ended up on the IR. I don't remember seeing that. He's not going to play against Dallas. I think he's also probably not going to play against the Eagles, from my understanding. So you'll see Calvin Anderson in both those games. I would then expect Vaughn uh, to play in the after the bye week. I don't remember who exactly they open up with after the bye week, uh, but I'm expecting him to play then. And I'm not sure if you put somebody on the IR, is it three games or is it three weeks? Like, would the bye week consider, be considered one of those? games i don't know that somebody can hit me in the chat those are that's some of those detailed rules where i'm like oh i don't know um but uh we'll see um but yeah no, it's gonna be calvin anderson bulls is probably gonna be out for a little bit unfortunately uh, andrew baker coming in well this sucks but let's move on what are we looking like against dallas hashtag mhh for life muscle sunglasses emoji there we go <laughs> um i got no muscles I'm, I'm a weakling i got long arms but no muscles um what are we looking like against dallas it sounds like Dak is gonna play this is a very good Dallas team. I mean, for goodness sake, they uh, they beat a solid Minnesota team. Granted, Kirk Cousins screwed them out of a few points, but uh, they beat a good Minnesota team without Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush playing quarterback. This is a good Dallas team. I think that if the Broncos can keep it close, I won't even be that upset.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you're on the road, and Dallas, like I said, they're they're a better team than people give them credit for yeah they've they've not they've been an overrated team for a lot of years. Now they've fallen into that category of underrated, where people, people want to are kind of so bad, yeah, they they do. And they just kind of remember all those years of kind of the inflated big name players and yeah. everything else with Jerry Jones. But now they've they've actually got a very balanced roster on both sides of the ball that can make plays. and uh, so they're not a team to mess with. This will be one of the tougher games for the Broncos throughout the rest of the schedule. And mm. like I said, if they can keep it close, it makes me feel a lot better about this team that they're at least still fighting for the playoffs, even with Von Miller being gone.
1: Yeah. And I know that uh, some people have been really hinting at uh, Broncos next head coach being one of those Dallas coordinators, unfortunately not the one that people want. Uh, I personally, I feel like I was pretty early on the Kellen Moore train, but I uh, mean, you know, I've been a fan of him since, um, uh, since he took over that Dallas gig, but uh, even back in, he was the one who did the Statue of Liberty play right when they beat Oklahoma in that big bowl game for Boise State. Boise, yeah, I think I remember so. It was him, and then the uh, the running back proposed to his girlfriend immediately after that. Anyway, man, going down dating us there. That's that's a game from a while ago. But um, I definitely think Colin Moore is a guy that I would like. Sounds like Dan Quinn is one that might be on the high list for the Broncos because it's not what you know, it's who you know in the NFL. And Quinn and Peyton have a relationship. So we'll see. And I know that that might be good for us because Scott is a Falcons fan. He can tell us all about Dan Quinn. I'm not a big fan of the cover three personally, but is what it is. Um, I am a big fan of Brian Greenfield coming in the $5 here saying I predicted rugs as a bust before the draft, but never in a million years that I think it would be because of anything so sad. Yeah. He was playing really good football too. I mean, he was really opening that offense up. I mean, was he there? Might've even been their best weapon this year Um, on the field. I mean, did the, Darren Waller has been statistically disappointing and Derek Carr has been spreading the love, but rugs has been what we thought he would be coming out of Alabama, Yeah. But uh everything's in, uh, God, I don't even know what the word is in flux now. I, I don't, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen from here. It's a tragedy. I don't, I don't want to go too far down the, uh, down that rabbit hole. Cause we don't have all the data. I know that Scott's saying here, and I've seen some other ones. Um, Dante Stallworth isn't a person who had a, uh, I don't know if it was a DUI specifically, but he had something where he killed a pedestrian while driving and uh, went to jail for a little bit and then was back in the league a few years later. But um, I don't know. We're going to, we're going to see how it's transpired. It's still pretty new. Yep.
2: Yep. I'm, I'm with you there. All right. We got Cody W coming in here with the $5 super chat over on YouTube. Appreciate that Cody. Uh, If we beat the Cowboys, I hate to say it, could be because Vaughn is gone and someone new steps up to help hype this team on defense. Well, it, I, you're right in the sense that other people have to step up. Vaughn's kind of yeah. been the the voice, the face of this franchise for a long time. And now somebody else has to rise up to that spot and say, we're, we're going to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's kind of the business of the NFL, unfortunately, that you, you can't really dwell on things for too long. We saw some players going to, to Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else on Um, social media, you know, pretty upset about this and sad because it is somebody who they have loved and adored and has helped them in many different ways. But, you know, this is a chance for the young guys to really step up and say, okay, now this is our team and yeah, if they can beat the Cowboys, well, you might, people might start believing again, Hey, this could be a playoff team again. I I mean, there's some, some possibilities, but that's, it's a big ask. It is, this is a really big game. That not uh, th- not many people are going to be believing the Broncos can go out there and win.
1: I think the Cowboys have top five Super Bowl odds right now. And there's a lot of talk of them being either Tampa Bay, the Rams, or the uh, Cowboys or the Bills. Those seem to be the top teams right now. The, the money money getters according to Vegas, but we'll see. Um, Dennis Woods coming in five dollars over on YouTube. Good to see you, Dennis. Uh, I think it's it's been a bit, but awesome to have you in here. Ah, uh, he asks halfway through college, the college season. Have you changed any thoughts on quarterbacks we might be interested in drafting, or have you studied them yet? Ah, uh, Denver Broncos for life, Carl. Have you started uh, really digging into this this college crop yet? I know that you uh, you were off the grid for a little bit, so that made it a little bit hard early on. But uh, you've had you've had maybe a little bit of time to watch some college game, right? Some, yeah. Started getting some draft stuff going.
2: So, of course, you know, one of the first positions that you watch when your team yeah. needs the position is quarterback. So, I, I've actually got to watch most of these quarterbacks. And a couple of them, I have gotten higher on. Uh, I, I will say Sam Howell is one that I've gotten higher on. Oh, really, I have. Here, here's why.
1: Okay, please. He's later. not.
2: He is not having as good of season as he did last year. Partly because he lost his top four targets from last season, uh, the two wide receivers and the two running backs, of course. And but he's had to adjust his game, and mm-hmm. he's adjusted well. He's learned how to to take off running to to pick up first downs when he needs to. And he's a sneaky runner. He doesn't look like he should be a good runner, but he just makes guys miss. Like he's not fast. He's not obviously, uh, he's not an athletic guy, but he just kind of does a little wiggle. And next thing you know, he's taking it for 20 yards when it should have been like a two yard game.
1: And that's so, translatable to the NFL level. Because what I see when I see that is I see Baker Mayfield out here who looks like he was probably the best athlete on his team in like sixth grade, but he's still playing like that out there in the NFL. And he's getting whipped because of that you know like dude you're you're yeah. not the best athlete i i appreciate that you can try sometimes but you're a quarterback that needs to pass the ball that's i just
2: okay i, I get seriously. that but let, let me give you <laughs> for sure. the one hope- thing that really is translatable for him that he is probably one of the more accurate quarterbacks in this draft where he's actually throwing guys open there's plays mm-hmm. where i saw him actually throwing before the receiver ever made his break so he's throwing to a spot knowing his guy's gonna be there and mm-hmm. making some incredible close close window throws that, again, some of the other guys, they're waiting until everything is just wide open to make their throw. I'm not saying that he doesn't have wide open throws. I'm just saying mm-hmm. he doesn't have the weapons that get open, so he's got to help make guys get open. And he's doing pretty well with that considering, like I said, he just doesn't have the help this year. And uh, th- th- there's just a lot of other things uh, I could go into, but he is. He's one that I've gotten a little bit higher on than I was before. Other guys I've gotten a little bit lower than I was last year I was kind of hoping for a bigger step forward, like Malik Willis. He's had some great games and he's had some bottom out games this year. And I was kind of hoping to see him be a little bit more consistent this year to show that he should be that number one quarterback in the draft.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite coaching or scouting phrases, uh, he's a year away from being a year away. Now he has, he's one of the few guys in this class that I would categorize as top 10 level tools. In all the good, like in the last five, six years, outside of Mac Jones <laughs> right now, and I'm not ready to say Mac Jones is the lead, but all the quarterbacks who have been drafted in those last few years that have been incredible have some sort of plus trait, right? Like, so, like, Mahomes has the ability to play out of pocket. The arm talent, Josh Allen's just an absolute unit. Justin Herbert can do a little bit of both. Kyler Murray, those guys all have Lamar Jackson have some sort of plus athletic trait that make them transcend, um, early on. But, uh, besides Mac Jones, again, say what you will about him, we'll see. Um, I don't see that with most of these quarterbacks. I do see it with Malik Willis and uh, the quarterback from Olness in Matt Corral. I think those guys have top 10 tools, but it's going to, there's going to be questions about the the tape. There's a lot of question about their, their offenses translating uh, what's between the ears and what's in the chest as well. You know, do they love ball, right? You can have all the tools or you can be a toolsy guy, but if you don't have the intelligence and the the heart as well, you have to have all of it to be a top 10, top 20 pick a quarterback in my opinion. Um, so it'll be tough. Uh, not a big Desmond Ritter guy. Sam Howell, I just I want to like him more just because he's definitely somebody in the Broncos' radar, um, but not, I'm not there yet. Not there yet. We got still got games to go. We'll see. Brian Greenfield again. If you had a choice of us getting a quarterback outside of draft, Rodgers, Wilson, or Watson, whose would you choose? I'd love to see Russell here, to be honest. So he's asking outside of the draft, could you would you choose Rodgers, Wilson, or Watson? I, think- I I would, yeah,
2: and I, I would choose Wilson, yep. ten times out of ten, top yep. three quarterback. That still has a lot of years left in the NFL. I mean, we're, we're talking—you could sign him to another contract and still feel good that he's going to be a top-five quarterback for you moving forward. Yeah. That's part of my issue with you know, like I love the idea of getting Rodgers this off season, but now you've added another gear onto his body and some of the hits. I mean, you saw the one, of course, the meme now that's going around with his helmet out and his face, you know, going like that. You, you got that one going out there, and and uh, so I and I, I just always. Roger scares me because he has so many other options outside of football. Like you can tell he, he has lots of other loves that he wants to go out and do. And, and here in two years, does he just decide, you know what? I'm done. He's one of those guys that could just see just even after this year, just say, I'm done with football. I'm good. And, and he can walk away from it and be as happy as can be Wilson. He loves football. I think he's going to maybe go for another 10, 10 years in the NFL Watson, if all of his legal issues got cleaned up, he'd be the top choice, but yeah. it's just, I, I don't know when that's getting cleaned up and I don't know what, what it's going to cost to try to trade for him at this point. Yeah. I just feel like you can, too. right. You <laughs> we were talking about so, there, but right. There's just so much risk that goes into that Wilson. There's just so little risk in that whole situation. You're getting a good guy. You're getting a good football mind. You're getting a guy that's going to completely change your franchise for the next 10 years. I would take that so many times. And I mean, I I'd trade a lot to go get that on this Moroccos team.
1: Yeah. Three firsts, two seconds, a decade of quarterback being solved. Amen. I, I would list it the same um, for the window and everything. Watson, put him in a box. I'm not going to talk about him for a bit you know, until everything's resolved there. Wilson's younger. That's the biggest thing here. You get multiple shots. And it's kind of like what we're seeing right now with the Chiefs, right? If you have a franchise quarterback, that's the first question, right? That's a yes or no, and then you go beyond there, but it takes more than a franchise quarterback, and that means you need to knock on the door multiple times. You know, reshuffle that deck multiple times, and if you have a quarterback for 10 years versus 3 years, you have 10 times to shuffle that deck versus 3, so give me the guy with the longer window there when they're both that elite. Uh Cody W coming back in saying, any news on Chubb coming back? Uh There was news today on Bradley Chubb um in George Payton's press conference. Uh, he said that there is hope that Chubb will be able to come back uh, after the bye week. Um, I'm guessing there's going to be somewhat of a ramp up for him after that, too, given it's the ankle surgery, which means he probably won't be totally conditioned for the amount of snaps that you'd expect. But that's why you go out there, make a weatherly trade. You're hopefully going to see more of Cooper Malik Reed at his best game of the season last week. Um, But there is hope for him after the bye week, which is good news. Um, If The Broncos lose their next two games. I'm hoping they go super conservative with Chubb and just like, you know, buddy, we you can get out there this year. But really just, you know, protect yourself. We got to be thinking about getting yourself as in 2022 shape, uh, versus, you know, really making one in 2021. But we'll see how these next few games go.
2: Yeah. Isn't, isn't it this offseason they have to make the decision on his fifth year option?
1: Uh they already did. Okay. He's on his fifth year. This the, the next year would be uh, Noah Fant's fifth year option because you have to decide before it before the fourth year. And this is Bradley Chubb's fourth year right now. So next year he will be playing on his fifth year option.
2: Okay. Okay. That's and right. And they already picked it up. Yep. You're right. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I'd rather save him for 2022 if I can, yeah. like I said, especially if you lose his last next couple games, th- there's no reason to go trotting him out there more than you have to. Uh, I, I don't mind him playing this year more because you want to get him more snaps, get him back into NFL shape and all those things. And, uh, and just kind of see, can this guy really be the the next face of the franchise? I mean, he's, yeah. he's one of the few guys, if you were listening off players, who could be, who has the talent to be that for the Broncos, there's probably only about four or five names on this entire roster that would fit into that, that category. And Bradley Chubb is one of those guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Travis coming in, we've got the draft questions coming in here. we got to talk a little bit about uh, what Von Miller said, uh, regarding to his conversation about Peyton and, uh, everything that transpired today with Noah Fant, um, multiple mm-hmm. things with Noah Fant today. Uh, but Travis Tarbox coming in saying, I'm also hoping we draft the kid from Georgia. Uh, his name's Jordan Davis, not Eric Davis there on the D tackle. He's a mountain of a man. Uh, it really depends on what the Broncos are going to do schematically. I, I'm starting to, I, you have to come into this off season with like a holistic view on prospects because we do not know what scheme the Broncos are going to be running because the likelihood is that they'll have a new coaching staff, new scheme. You know, like if they're running the Kyle Shanahan wide zone offense, maybe you're looking at Tyler Linderbaum, amazing athlete at center. If you're running a three, four defense that uses a lot of, cover three concepts. You know, Jordan Davis should be great. If you're using a lot of man concepts, you need to look for another cornerback. So scheme is going to change a lot of the specifics you need uh, for this team. So Jordan Davis though, good player. If you're looking for a nose tackle, he should go in the top 20. He's, I mean, you keep your linebackers clean. Good things can happen. Andrew Lampy coming in and saying, thank you Vaughn for all the memories. God, man. Yeah, man. Thanks Vaughn. Uh, we had a great time. I, yeah. Go I ahead, was
2: going to ask you outside of the, the super bowl or that playoff run. What is your favorite Von Miller memory?
1: My favorite Von Miller memory, man, it might even be the uh, the game where he picked off uh, Tom Brady in that same run um, where he dropped back into. I know everybody's always a joke now that Von Miller plays cover, but he dropped back into coverage and I think he had a sack in that game too. But he sat there in front of Rob Gronkowski and picked off Tom Brady. I mean. That Super Bowl, that Super Bowl fifty run was magical. The ball bounced the Broncos way as many times. Injury luck was on their side too. I mean, they won with the freaking corpse of Peyton Manning under center. Um, I think we've been paying that karma back for the last deck or the last uh, six years now, maybe a few longer. But uh, um, that's probably my number one. That was just that was a lot of fun and just a, that was really a middle finger to the Patriots and Tom Brady to have Von Miller get an interception. Loved it. Yeah. So
2: that that is that is a good one. But all right, we've well, we got Brian Greenfield coming in here with another $5 super chat. Thank you, Brian. Man, you are mm-hmm. you were on fire tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. How hot is a take that next year's quarterback class will be better than this year's? Is he talking about
1: 2021 versus 2022 or 2022 versus 2023? You have to let us know, Brian. Um, 2021 versus 2022 as prospects, I think that would be a long shot to have five quarterbacks drafted in the top 15. Um, I mean, you're not going to have three quarterbacks go off the board, one, two, three, it's just not happening. Um, But does that mean that this quarter looking back, you know, 15 years from now, the 2022 quarterback class is going to be worse than 2021? No, no, not at all. I mean, that's crazy things happen. And there is no more of an inexact science than drafting quarterbacks. And there's so many factors, right? At some point, I mean, it really is a crapshoot. It really is. Right.
2: And, and I, I will, I will argue this until I'm blue in the face that I would say half of a quarterback's success when they're drafted is where they go and what kind of, you know, coaching situation and talent around them, what what they find early on, because you know, like Tom Brady, he was not asked to do a whole lot early in his career. I mean, pick up some third downs. Don't turn the ball over. Be smart on the field. When we need you to make a play, just go make a play kind of thing. And, And he was, he did it. Russell Wilson, when he first came to the league, I mean, they leaned on Marshawn Lynch, like crazy. But when, when they needed to play, Russell Wilson was there to make a play and, you know, obviously they're great quarterbacks, but it helped to ease in their transition where it wasn't all on their shoulders. Like Trevor Lawrence down with the Jaguars, like everything's on his shoulders. If they're going to be successful. Yeah. Justin Fields. He has the same thing in Chicago. Like there's just not enough talent around them to, to make that work. And, uh, and so sometimes you can have a great prospect that just goes into the worst situation possible. And or other, sometimes you have an average prospect like Jared Goff. He got one of the best situations early on in his career, going to one of the best offensive minds in football, and uh, or at least later, I guess. I guess they weren't the coaching staff that drafted him.
1: Jeff Fisher was. Yes, you're right. Okay, but the next
2: coaching staff, yes, of course, then came in and just kind of made a career for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Figured out some things to do with him, but he obviously he wasn't enough to get them over the hump. Um, so it matters and hopefully we'll see the Broncos hire a great coaching staff that can actually, if if they go that direction of a young quarterback can do something to really help develop them and bring them along. It just, hasn't been here in Denver for a long time.
1: Yeah, it's a bummer, but there's hope. I would say there's hope, especially on the weapon side. However, Broncos might need to do a little bit of work on the offensive line and Cody W sees that way as well. Uh, Any offensive guys, guys to look at for 2022 draft, Looks like a pretty darn good tackle class. I'm pretty impressed with the guys that I've seen so far um, in this class. Obviously, there is Evan Neal from Alabama who's been getting a lot of hype. He's definitely a top 15 pick. I don't know if he's this, you know, chance to go number two overall like some people have talked about there, but he's a mammoth. Uh, He can play left or right, and I think you have a very high floor with him, especially if you're looking to run a power scheme. Um, I'd love to have him at right tackle for the Broncos, no doubt about it. Um, There is Equanu, who is just an absolute... Absolute earth mover, mover and ass kicker. I'll sorry, I'll say the, the bad word there, but uh, really is um, from North Carolina State. I mean, you, you talk about highlights for the offensive line. A lot of times it's boring. Nah, man, this dude is getting after it and burying dudes. Like it's he's like a, he's like offended if he doesn't get these guys on the ground. So he's a lot of fun. Charles Cross is an incredible athlete with a great frame. I worry that he's maybe a little bit too finesse, um, especially because he's playing in that uh, Mike Leach offense at Mississippi State. Um, but he's one that interests me a lot. There's Nicholas Petit-Friere at Ohio State, who had a rougher game uh, this week against Penn State. They have a really good underrated edge rusher as well at Penn State, Um, but he's one that's uh, caught my eye a lot. Um, There's a couple good interior offensive linemen, too. Kenyon Green at Texas A&M. Kentucky has a really good interior offensive lineman, and Tyler Linderbaum's an incredible center uh, for anybody who's running the wide zone scheme. I mean, he can climb and reach block like, the last center who's as good as him in the movement department was Garrett Bradbury. who went 15 overall, I think for the Vikings. So this is a pretty good offensive line class. Um, if the Broncos want to go there, I would have no issue with it at all. Um, so anybody there that sticks out to you, have you started doing some offensive line work yet, Carl.
2: I mean, you listed them there. A lot of guys. Uh, and it, and this draft goes deeper than that. Of some guys that show some real promise Yeah. that uh, you know, the, the nice thing is this draft lines up well with the Broncos needs.
1: Besides quarterback, but
2: besides, right. yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately the one big position, yeah. but other than that, I mean, offensive tackle uh, you're needing that next right tackle. You're, you're needing an edge rusher, obviously moving forward. There's some defensive line talent. There's some linebackers off ball linebackers that uh, are really starting to, to show well for this upcoming draft. It's looking like it could be a, one of the deeper linebacker classes in a there's while.
1: A, there's a bunch that are going to go day two is a bunch that are gonna go day two it's gonna be a good day two class for linebacker um another one that i like is uh central michigan has a really good guy too uh the chippewas and you and i uh, trevor penning uh really good at uh, northern iowa so a lot lot of good tackles um man a lot of draft talk man you know i'm getting really excited out here uh especially talking offensive line draft man this is who i'm getting hot uh (laughs) i need to talk we need to talk about von miller um and his uh reaction to the trade and his video yesterday i mean God, if there was anybody in here who says they had a a dry eye in the house watching that 10 minute tribute, not a tribute, but a Von Miller sitting down, you know, fireside chat with the Broncos country kind of thing going on. If there's anybody in here who says they had a dry eye, get the heck out. You are lying to me. That was very, I'm starting to tear up thinking about it. Um, That was rough, uh, especially the one also he had of the interview with uh, Troy Rank where he's like, voice was cracking. It's like, Von, don't do this to me, man. I'm still processing. Um, Jay, you're lying. Jay said he had dry eyes. Um, You need to go check your pulse then. Uh, But it was a bummer. Um, Did you find it interesting that Vaughn was not as much a part of the conversation about this trade as some people reported? I mean, he made it sound like this was like news to him when he came in and then it's like, okay, say bye to everybody. We're getting you out of here.
2: I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I I don't think players are consulted as much as people think. I, I think GMs and, and just anybody in, in the NFL, uh, higher ups, I, I think they just make decisions that they think are best for the team. They don't really care as much or they, they try not to care as much about the players and, um, because they have to be a little bit cold hearted. If, if you get completely attached to every single player, you're never going to want to cut anybody. You're you're going to, it's going to be hard to make some decisions. I, I would not want that job. I mean, especially, you know, cut down day, having to invite players in and say, hey, hand in your playbook, th- those kind of things. You got to be almost a little cold hearted just to to do that kind of job. And it's a business. it is.
1: Yeah. And,
2: you know, I mean, the Broncos did what's what they thought was truly best for the Broncos for moving forward to especially yeah. 2022 and beyond of getting some more ammunition, whether that be trading for a quarterback yeah. or being able to reset the offensive and defensive line whatever it may be that they want to do with that. At least now they've got some options of how they can move forward. And it, like I said, it is. It's hard because it is such a huge face of the franchise that I know a lot of people keep asking about the whole retiring of number 58. If, if they don't, I'm going to be shocked. I mean, yeah. the guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He, he's been best player for the Broncos for since he came to the Broncos, really, mm-hmm. other than maybe Peyton Manning. Yeah, Uh, quarterback value. What can you even say? Right, right, exactly. Um, But so the question
1: is, first ballot or not? Right, like that, I think is still yet to be determined and yet to be written for Von Miller and what he does next in this next phase will be interesting. And I'm sad about Von leaving, or I'm sad about the trade. It's not because Von is gone on the Rams and he's off this Broncos team. It's more because of what this team was around him post Peyton Manning. They just could not get it right, and to have a player of Vaughn's ability and stature at the second most important position on the team. Um, a an injury year there. You have had other injuries, bad coaching, bad quarterback. I get it. But just those last six years are a major bummer when you have somebody that good on your team that is so ride or die for your organization. So yep. that's what makes me sad, uh, just because it didn't go as we had hoped, but, uh, that's, that's football, right? I mean, 32 teams, it's pretty competitive out there. I mean, we've seen the Rams, Brown starting to scrape back in, Bengals, et cetera. Jets are still laughing stock, but you know, whatever. Um, but uh, it's Cody W saying, coming in again. We're not dropping those $2. Thank you, Cody. Wishful thinking, but it could be for rent for Vaughn. Um, I'm not kind of here to yuck on your yums, Cody, but uh, I will say maybe a little bit snide of me, but <laughs> whatever helps you feel better, right? I, I don't think, uh, based on people who cover the team and close to this team, I don't think Vaughn was going to be back after the season. You never know. I mean, if they bring in Aaron Rodgers or something, then t- totally new conversation. But uh, I think he probably wasn't going to be back either way. And I don't think this this was just a, a kickstart on what was the farewell of Von Miller.
2: Yeah. Well, we have Josh, a Rams fan here. Haven't watched much Broncos this year, but have watched him over the years and could never have dreamed watching him on the Rams. Is current Von still playing at an elite, elite level? Well, he is top five in pressures. On the pressures or pressure rate? I think it's pressures.
1: Okay. Because they haven't had I, a bye week. So, I mean, okay. Yeah.
2: I, I would say compared to five years ago, Von Miller, he's maybe 95 or not, not 95, 85 to 90% of what he was back then, which is still top 10 pass rusher possibility, mm-hmm. and especially you stick him next to Aaron Donald. Get in the oh one yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's going to be
2: the, beautiful. And teams, guys in the back end. Yeah. Wow. Uh, teams really, teams still respect Von Miller. I mean, it's easy to st- see, they stick a tight end over there, running back, chipping him all the time. You know, he's got to make a, a pretty wide turn just to get around to, to get to the quarterback. Yeah. And there were still times he was out there making that play. And yeah. uh, so it, it there, there were some plays this year that just reminded me of old school Von Miller. and it was it was fun to watch and it'll be fun to watch him there with the rams like i said getting with with him is is it uh is it lloyd as well Is the other
1: Uh, floyd leonard floyd Floyd. Floyd,
2: yeah leonard floyd you put them Uh, together there
1: lloyd
2: yeah there you go uh but getting to see those three getting after the quarterback that's going to be a fun team you i envy you as a rams fan right now for what kind of team you have and the opportunity to go out there and win a super bowl. You guys are definitely going to be one of the top three teams heading into the playoffs, barring any injuries over these next few weeks for sure. Um, but yep. you know, it, like I said, it it's one of those things that was kind of a, a bittersweet. We get help with the draft. We get help with some other options, of what the Broncos can do. You know, Cody W had said, you know, Vaughn for two picks could get two good O line guys. Yeah. Maybe that's a possibility. And then we don't have to worry so much about pass rushers moving forward. And, yeah. Can take care of some of those uh those great edge rushers that are still in the AFC West.
1: Yeah. I know you're absolutely right. Um the original question said, is Vaughn still an elite elite player? I wouldn't use two elites in there. I would use very good two elite. I think uh he is in the top ten for edge rushers in the NFL, still at 32 this season. Um, but we're talking, you know, with the question specifically asked, you know, five years ago, ten years ago. I mean, there was three. Edge rushers in the NFL or three pass rushers in the NFL. We're like, okay, that guy's incredible. That guy's incredible. That guy's incredible. It was Khalil Mack, JJ Watt, and Von Miller. You know, that's that conversation's changed. Von's not in that air anymore, but he's gonna be really good in the Rams. Uh, I think he's going to look great. And you talked, you talked about Aaron Donald and Jalen Rams and whatnot. How about Von getting to play with a lead for the first time in six years and getting one-on-ones and like, hey, it's third and long and your team is up 10? Guess what he gets to do? Pin those ears back and go, baby. Go get after mm-hmm. that quarterback. So um I think it's going to be uh it'll be great for Vaughn. You do need to know that it's a short term and that the Rams team is very much one that is maybe somewhat robbing the future to go now. And I respect it, but make sure you're enjoying the right now because the future is unstable. I will it's unstable. You do have a good quarterback though, so you know maybe everything will just fall into place. Cody again. Uh we gave you Vaughn. Uh can we have your coaches? Uh I mean <laughs> Just give us, just give us your first round pick for like the next ten years. You guys are going to use it anyway, right? You know, yeah, it's, it's fine. I don't you like guys, him. yeah. I mean, you have Kronky as your general manager. We have the rant or the uh, the Abs and the Nuggets. Just, just give us the firsts. You know, it's not that much. Uh, it's not that much of an ask. Uh, but no, thank you very much uh, for that. And yeah, that would be great. Um, great to see, uh, Carl. More about Von Miller here. Um, we want to talk about Noah Fant. I guess confirming that there was a little bit of dishevelment? Is that a word? Um, a little bit of contrarianism, just some hurt feelings maybe with the Von Miller, uh, Halloween party. It sounded like Von wanted to take the Halloween party off after the losing streak. A bunch of people still wanted it on. And there was a little bit of an issue with payment and involvement and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the biggest takeaway from that interview with Noah Fant who had found himself on the sick bug list, uh, in case anybody didn't know that he might not be playing this next game. So here's your Alberto Oakway, but I'm chance everyone. Um, but, uh, any thoughts about uh, that, the information getting out there after Broncos people originally said uh, PR coaches, media saying, oh, no, there's nothing here. This is BS. Who said that? And then Fant confirms it today. So there's something there. Uh, you have any thoughts on that? That's a little bit. It's a little ugly. I, I just-
2: really don't think that played a whole lot into the no. whether they were going to trade him or not. I think that yeah. was kind of a lot of people are like, yeah, he's causing problems in the locker room. That's why they wanted to get rid of him. I don't think yeah. that was the case. I think it was just they got got the offer they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't going to sell Vaughn for pennies on the dollar No, and they got a second and third round pick. That's really good for a guy that's got eight games left on his contract. Yep. Th- that's good. <laughs> and so, but I, I do think that maybe for, I, I do think there's probably something going on in the locker room. There was with, with a little bit of that, of uh, that Von Miller Halloween party sounds like it's pretty crazy. One of the things that players look forward to a lot. Uh, of course, we had the uh, Chad Kelly story where he, yeah, that I won't go into that too much, but got beaten by a vacuum cleaner.
1: And- I mean, haven't we all? It's, it's such a cliche. <laughs> yeah. I got too much and I got beat up by a vacuum cleaner. Oh, Tuesday nights. Am I right?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but,
2: but it is, it's something that a lot of people look forward to and yeah. players in that locker room talk about. And so when Vaughn was making that kind of threat to take it away because, Hey, we got to focus on what we need to focus on. I don't blame Vaughn for trying to you know, motivate the team. Hey, we've, we got to get this right. Yeah. we got to get winning here. Uh, that's, that's leadership. Maybe he didn't go about it the best way. I don't know. I, I don't know all the details of everything. But at the same time, you know, it, it was causing a little bit of rift, it sounds like. And, um, you know, they'll have to work that out. I mean, th- this whole, uh, there, there's still a lot of talent on this team. They can still go win some games out there. They could still maybe fight for that seventh playoff spot. But they, they've all got to get on the same page. Coaches, players, everybody. That's what it's going to take of, you know, more so than the X's and O's. It's just going to take everybody getting an attitude change of everything going on and just saying, you know what, we're, we're going to keep fighting for each other moving forward.
1: Yeah. And we got Anthony coming in here. Uh, good to see you, Anthony. Thank you for joining us today. You've been active in the comment section and we appreciate that saying a uh, second and third is not enough for Vaughn. We could have gotten a first if we tried. Um, I don't think that's reality uh, for a 32 year old pass rusher with half a year of control left. Um, with uh, coming off an injury at that, who has been trending down. I mean, the oldest player at his position in the entire NFL is just one and a half years older than Vaughn, right? So it's like a first round pick is, that's super valuable. Uh, I don't think you were going to get a first round pick for Vaughn. Uh, The fact that you were able to get a second and third is probably only because you ate nine of that 9.6 or 9.7 million. I can't remember if it's six or seven. Um, So this is honestly, I mean, I thought if they traded Vaughn, they would be lucky to get like a three and a future five. I didn't expect that the eating all that cash as well, but like a three in a future five, I'm like, okay, it sucks to go out big, sad like that. But, um, that's, you know, old guys, old players, even if they're as good or legend like Von Miller, they don't tend to have that much value, uh, to other teams. So the fact that the Bron- Broncos are able to get a second and a third in this upcoming draft as well, which more value than a 2023 pick. Um, yep. I thought that was, I look at it as a, as a, win, win, win. It's a win for the Broncos because this is a team that obviously, f- <coughs> Excuse me, at four and four, they've beaten four bad teams, right? This team is probably not going anywhere. So to get in a second, third when Vaughn's probably leaving, and the most you could get then would be a 2022 or 2023 fifth round compensatory pick. That's good return. It's a win for the Rams. They're in their window now. They're going for it right now. I mean, I don't blame them. Hats off to them. maybe they overpaid a little bit, but that's okay. Um, and it's a win for Vaughn because Vaughn gets to go to a situation. He's at the, you know, the the back, not the back nine, maybe the back four, back three of his career. Um, and he gets to go play on a good team uh, that's a lot of fun in a city that he goes to quite often. Uh, so it's a win-win-win. It's bittersweet, but I'm happy for – it worked about. It worked out about as well as you could have possibly have hoped given the circumstances before the trade uh, transpired.
2: Yeah, and I see Anthony coming in saying Matthew Stafford is 33 and he got a first. Well, the quarterback's <laughs> different. I mean, <laughs> you got yeah. Tom Brady playing at 42 yeah. and, and winning Super Bowls. Yep. there's just a lot of different ask compared to the athleticism that's needed to, to be an edge player. Like you said, oldest edge rusher in the NFL right now is a year and a half older than Von Miller. There is a cliff that they fall off of. We're seeing it with Kyle Fuller three years ago. That guy was an all pro cornerback in the NFL. He's not now, even 30 yet. Yeah. And now we can't even get us. We can't even get like a sixth or seventh round pick for this guy. Like nobody's buying on this guy. And so those athletic positions, there's a big difference compared to quarterback where it's a lot more of the mental aspect and, and more can they keep their arm together? You know, really Peyton Manning still had his mind together. His arm just wasn't there anymore. Uh, So, but he was up there 38, 39. And so some of these guys, they're not hitting their peak at quarterback until they really hit in their early thirties.
1: Yeah. Like Russell Wilson right now. Yeah. 33. There you go. Uh, so, so yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I guess the last thing, um, Peyton obviously had a press conference today. He said a lot. Um, he did say, asked about Noah fan. He's like, Noah fan is 24 years old and still have years of control left. And he's, uh, you know, has incredible athletic ability. Why would we be looking to move on from that? Uh, I respect him for that. I guess maybe that's the Iowa Homer and me hoping fan turns it around, but, um, for a position like tight end or wide receiver, or et cetera, et cetera. Um, you shouldn't really quit on young talent before, you know, the contract exp- contract expires. If you were selling on bond or Noah Fant right now, you'd be selling at an all time low. And uh, that's just not good business um, at all. So uh, I don't know. But last thing before we get out of here, the breaking move that happened today, the Broncos earth shattering the whole NFL, Kerry Vincent jr. Off to the Philadelphia Eagles, who now Kerry Vincent jr. Hasn't logged a snap yet for the Broncos this year, um, but traded for the Eagles for a con- conditional six round pick. Uh, apparently that means it's the lower, whichever one ends up lower of the Colts or the Buccaneers six round pick the Eagles on both of them. Um, so whichever one's lower than them, they'll get that one. Uh, and Kerry Vincent jr. Heading over for a six round pick. You know, everyone says that small potatoes, whatever Broncos invested a seventh round pick, got a six back. And now they can use that pick on a player who they were about to wave anyway. Um, in Kerry Vincent jr. It sounds like, um, and they can get another year of control with a higher picked asset. So, uh, Hats off to the Broncos team um, for getting a guy and flipping him for more than you paid for him with less years of control than when you got him. I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's a, even right. if it's in the back end of the third round, that's amazing. I absolutely love that.
2: Right. Well, especially when, would you like some of these other cornerbacks that you do have on the roster that haven't got a whole lot of run like Nate Harrison, like mm-hmm. you said, he had a great game this last week. Uh, he, he made some smart decisions. I thought he was going to get a really bad pass interference call. Nope, put hands straight up, Watch where the other guy's hands were, went and got him. looked great. Uh, just one of the the best plays. Um, and I, I I liked him in the preseason a lot more than I did Kerry Vincent. I yeah. thought he made some better plays. He's more consistent. And, and so you got some of these other guys, uh, Ojemudia coming back now, that you that's still it. like a lot of what his potential could be. And, and so this is one of those guys that you're like, well, yeah, if I can turn a seventh into a sixth and it doesn't really cost me anything at all, yep. that, that's fine. That's great. We'll take that. And so I, good move by the Broncos. I mean it's it's a small move. It really is six, seventh round picks. you you are throwing darts at a board, but it's it's at least a, a little cleaner board in the sixth round compared to the seventh round.
1: And, and something else that I think is an important factor here, and this is just us being if you guys are still hanging out hanging out with us, you're big draft nerds probably too. but this year's draft class is probably going to be deeper than last year's because a lot of those guys on the back end um last year got an extra year of eligibility. To play um so there's a lot of six year players in college football right now that decided to hang on instead of going in last year because of what's going on in the world so this year's draft class should be uh deeper i think last year was like the smallest draft pool of eligible talent we've seen in like 10 or 15 years so this okay. year's sixth round pick could be like a fifth round pick in last year's class so really i mean maybe it's a small move maybe it doesn't mean anything but that's playing the game right and that's just giving yourself a little bit better resources uh to give yourself a better chance going forward and again you get a player with four years of control versus uh Vincent Vince jr. Who would have had three. So it's, I think it's just, it's just good business, right? I would do wish they would have yeah. traded Kyle Fuller. I, I wish he could have gotten even a seven for him and moved the salary, whatever. But uh, overall, I think Peyton had a pretty good um, off season, but got to figure out that quarterback or excuse me, trade deadline, but you got to figure out that quarterback position. And until then, you know, we're just walking around in circles, bumping into walls. You know, <laughs> what is, so you probably could say something smart. the, land of the blind, one eyed man is king. That's that's where we are right now, I, th- I think. I don't I don't know. You're probably better with that than I am. Um, but, uh, man, we're at an hour now. Any other talking points? We got a little bit of time left. We still got a little time. Is there anything else that you really wanted to touch on before we got on out of here?
2: No, I, I think, I mean, the Broncos are what they are, like I said, because of quarterback. I think there is a lot of talent on this roster. I don't think you have to go into full rebuild mode on this roster. I don't think you have to sell everybody and 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 restart from from scratch kind of thing there's still some core players that you can build around Mm. moving forward you know Justin Simmons I think you can really build around him I know he's not having the best year this year but he's had some distractions just had his kid this last was Mm. it this last week you know congratulations to him having his daughter there Um, you know there's still some some guys uh, Bradley Chubb that I think can really turn around if he can just stay healthy man that guy can turn into something big for the Broncos Jerry Judy, once he gets healthy, he can be a core player. Court and Sutton, I hope they can get him signed long-term because, I mean, he, he's really there. Tim Patrick even, I, I would love to see them get both those guys re-signed. Don't know if it's going to happen, yeah. but, you know, if you go the rookie quarterback route, I think you can get both those guys signed and figure something out because you've got plenty of cap space to work with. Uh, but, you know, like I said, there, there's just some guys here. Draymond Jones that you really like hasn't quite lived up to the hype. Had a better game this last week. His finally, started finishing. high. They've been high. He just hasn't been finishing plays till this last week. So it's yeah. good to see him finally finishing some plays. And uh, so, like I said, there's still talent here. But yeah. uh, now they got to start building up everything else. Like I said, and, and once they find that quarterback, whew, this team's going to take off.
1: Yeah, I got some work to do. Edge rusher, offensive line, maybe cornerback, maybe the linebacking core. But you got some cap space, you got some draft capital to figure it out. So, Hopefully it'll be good. Um, Cody W coming in. Who are you all keeping on a rebuild? So uh, this is the, what is it, the desert Island kind of conversation or, you know, the Titanic with the lifeboats uh, who's getting on. Um, I'm keeping a lot of these guys. I mean, gosh, this could be, you have a lot of young talent and cost control players. Um, Justin Simmons is keeping on. Cause he's, you're, I mean, like it a lot, like it or not the way his contract is you're, he's on here for the next three years. Oh man. Yep. I, I like it because he's a great person on and off the field, but uh, I, I would understand some people not wanting um, to keep him because of the contract. Uh, hopefully Chubb can be, you know, we still need to see that. So that's a maybe um, Draymond Jones. Hopefully can be as well. Patrick Sertan for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Jerry Judy, Yes, absolutely. Uh, Devonta Williams. It hurts to say a running back for me, for me, but probably Devonta Williams, hopefully Cortland Sutton as well. I don't know about the offensive line. That's one where it's like, Oh man, who are those guys who are the the wife raft kind of guys on the offensive line? You'd like to say bowls, but after that, I mean, you're really preying on Quinn miners. Cause I, I don't know after that. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with <sighs>
2: you. I, I really do like the high upside of Quinn miners. I, I, if there was a guy that hasn't hardly played this year that I'm like banking on that, he's going to be a future starter of this team for a long time. Quinn miners is my guy.
1: Ooh, that's a good conversation to have. Cause mine would be the other third round pick who looked pretty good this week. Yeah. Bar- Baron Browning. I thought, I mean, he that, that's, that's a good one too. Not has all season. Um, so, all right guys. Well, we know we got to get Scott out of here because he is sitting back there enjoying himself, but uh, sweating bullets with the Braves going right now. <laughs> so uh, hopefully everybody's doing pretty well. We appreciate you guys. Um. I think I saw a question in here specifically, to me that said, uh, Nick, overall talent in the level 2022 class. Seems like all draft classes get hyped up and many are overhyped. Where is the strength in this class? This is a good trench class. Tackles, cornerbacks, edge rushers. Really, really good edge rushing class. I think that's where the Broncos are looking to go with their first pick right now. Um, just, it matches philosophy. It matches position and value. It matches keeping guys young and cost control. There, The Broncos tried to trade up to get... Uh, oh God, who is the edge rusher from Miami? Not Gregory Rousseau, but the one that went to Miami. He's transferred from UCLA to Miami, drafted by Miami. Somebody will get there. Broncos tried to get that guy. Um, And uh, they're looking for an edge rusher. So uh, that's, at least that's what it sounds like early on. Draft board will dictate that, but we'll see. It it looks like it's going to be a very good defensive class. And there's some good wide receivers as well. But if you're looking for quarterback, I don't know. I mean, if you take the shot, God bless you. I hope you get it right. But uh, I don't know if I have enough stones to do it in this class.
2: Jalen Phillips.
1: That's it. It's Jalen Phillips. Yep. Very good. Um, all right, guys. Well, love the heck out of you. Um, we're gonna get on out of here. If you guys got anything for Carl and I, you know, any mistakes that we made, let's go to the board. Um, get at us on Twitter. Uh, follow us at Carl Dummer MHH and at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at where to go at BTB Football Pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. Guys, go to Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Joins the groups there. Uh, join the conversations there. You know, if you want to talk more Teddy versus Drew. Yeah. It's a free country. Enjoy yourself. You knock yourself out and There's plenty of that in the comment section. If you want to talk, uh, what life is like after Von Miller, you know, I'm there for it, uh, at us. I'm, I'm here for that conversation. Cause yeah. that's one we've been prepping for, for, for years. Um, unfortunately you know, I always said, you know, make sure you enjoy Von Miller right now because the end is nigh and it came a little sooner than we'd hoped, but here we are. Um, make sure if you join us on YouTube today, subscribe, like, and share and uh carl what's the rest of your night looking like i know that you are is it some college tape tonight Ooh, i'm gonna start i'm gonna start giving you homework carl i really am watch these games
2: no i i I didn't get my workout in before the pod that was my plan it didn't work out and uh so i gotta go there it closes at 10 o'clock so i've got an hour and a half to go get a good workout in here get my sweat on and and uh and then i I think probably while i'm on the treadmill i'll be watching some prospects so throw a couple names my way that i should be watching while i'm on the treadmill here
1: Okay. And uh, I want to get to Donald's a very big contributor to our pod. So I'm going to get to him real quick here. Um, and this is not a lock versus Teddy thing. So Donald I'll highlight it because I am just, I'm so tired of, of that, but we'll get into it again. But um using a first round pick on edge rusher. You have to have a quarterback that's competent. That's true. But um, do you think the, the chargers are upset that they took Joey Bosa leading up to getting uh, Justin Herbert? Do you think the Browns are upset for getting miles Garrett before getting Baker Mayfield? It's not just getting the quarterback, right? It's having the roster set. So when you do have the quarterback, you can maximize it and hit the ground running. And that means you got to get good players. So you can't just take a quarterback to take a quarterback. You got to make sure you're taking a guy that you believe in, that you're all in on. So that's just me. You know, I'll stop off the bandbox here for a second. Donald, thank you very much. Um, I feel the frustration, but uh, I nothing worse than investing in the wrong guy. Like Scott yeah. always says, and I got to give Scott credit here because uh, he, he's in the chat, but he's like, it's not the ones you miss that upset you, it's the guys that you take that you miss on. You know, th- those are the ones that set you back. So got to get the right guy. But thank you guys so much. We love y'all. Have a great night. Go Braves, I guess. Go Go Von Miller. Go Broncos.
0: <laughs> You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.